0: Cast studios this, this is the award-winning after nine with scott and cat
1: powered by tony Johal, broker at remax twin city your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it hello pumpkin hello pumpkin it's a big day for us today Whew. uh what do you want to do today you want to smash some pumpkins pumpkins be great it's like a
0: pre-game celebration for Halloween. It's national pumpkin day
1: ready pumpkin showtime
0: happy national pumpkin day <laughs>
1: It's, uh, I, you know, when I first read that this morning, I thought, well, that's weird. They should have National Pumpkin Day on the 31st. But you need a few days to get your pumpkin, and you don't want one of the shitty pumpkins that's sitting out in front of the grocery store right now. You want a good pumpkin. So you got to get it a few days in advance, and you got to carve it. Mm-hmm. Night With these awful temperatures that we're experiencing right now, it should last until Sunday. It's
0: perfect pumpkin carving time, isn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, it's just great. We did have our photo shoot yesterday. Thank you to everyone who reached out with words of encouragement for me. (laughs) You know, at first, (laughs) when I walked into this photo shoot yesterday, and by the way, our podcast password is literally a couple of minutes away. We're going to do it early today. But I walked into that photo shoot and I thought, oh yeah, here we go again. Photographer focused on cat all the the subordinates trained on cat everybody's worrying about cat i'm just gonna sit over here in the corner like an asshole and not do anything but then i realized i kind of like sitting in the corner not doing anything it was kind of fun to watch you have to hop through hoops and stand Mm -hmm. here and pose this way and okay look up there and pretend you see a fly on the wall Uh, 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 okay i'm just gonna keep sitting here like an asshole and not working i'm good i'll sit right here did it turn out the way you wanted it
0: I don't know. Uh, we'll see how the photos turn out. Honestly, I didn't see a lot of the photos themselves, so I could not tell you.
1: Did I hear them right? Oh, these these will be ready and good to go in the new year. What, yeah. are they developing them at Kodak? <laughs> what do you mean even... ready by the end of the year?
0: <laughs> We're just going to hop on over to the Zare's Photo Lab, and we will uh... –
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's a new service from Walmart. It's uh, six weeks no. to develop your photos.
0: I don't know. I know that the photographer was working very hard on all the stations, all of our you know, sister and brother stations, and not just the ones here in Kitchener, but elsewhere. So I'm assuming by the time they sift through all those, and then we will get the final say, but everyone's going to go through. I would love to sit there for that meeting, by the way, because did you hear that part? That part made me the most interested. Which part? the part where they let us know so all the photos great all of the all of the on air teams got photos taken in the last week fantastic we're going to get them in the new year huh okay cool 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 uh, whatever anytime is whenever you can get the upgrades going that's fantastic let's let's change this up a little bit but the part that got me was the So here's how the process works, because this is our first. Keep in mind, guys, this is our first time doing photos here since we started at the new station. It's been like five years because of covid and the change of stations. By the time we got things up and running again, it's been five years since we had a real actual photo shoot. So I was like, oh, how does this process work? So they're going to go through all of the photos. And when I say they, I mean, the higher ups are looking at our photos first, approving and saying no to some of the photos that we did. So I'm curious. I'd love to be a fly on the wall. And I truly don't care. Whatever they want to use, I I, I don't care. And change the clothes, Photoshop the different clothes on me. I I really don't care. I don't care. But I do find it interesting that there's going to be a meeting where they sit down and look at photos of you and I and go... Yeah, no, she kind of looks like shit here.
1: Uh, (laughs) Look at that. He looks like he got the shit kicked out of him today. (laughs) We're not doing that one.
0: Did someone punch them both in the eyes before this photo shoot? I mean, what is this? You know, I, I just would love to be a fly on the wall in that meeting of like, not that one. You know, that looks wonky. I don't like that. Or, oh, that's the one because of, you know, fill in the blank with a funny reason. Like, no, we can have fun with that one. I wish I could be there. But anyway, and then we will get to approve those approved ones, basically.
1: Okay, so I have a feeling that if they're sitting around doing like a Canada's Next Top radio model kind of thing, I should contribute some photos from my private collection just to make it interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, we didn't really know that was the case. You know, I've got one in, like, in a bed of roses I could send you that would just be perfect.
1: <laughs> Take a look at this one. I'm standing over the camera.
0: Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Look at these danglies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Scott. Here's my nuts. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, we'd get fired.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of remarkable we haven't. Yeah. Let's do today's podcast password. Uh, I'm thinking in the next day or two, we will be calling somebody to give them the cash. Someone's going to win $1,000 just for listening to After 9 and doing the podcast password. We give you the word. You text it to 519 571 Today's podcast password is... Pumpkin.
0: Pumpkin. Not plumpkin. That's pumpkin.
1: Not blumpkin. Pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get to a bunch of different things that I want to talk about. As we speak, the prime minister is introducing his new slash old cabinet. We will talk about that coming up tomorrow, likely, because some of these choices that I've seen so far, I mean, uh, Defense Minister Harjit Sajjan is expected to be shuffled, but not turfed from cabinet. How badly do you need to fuck up a cabinet post to get kicked out then? Mm-hmm. How badly does that need to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, the opposition calling for Crown Indigenous Relations Minister Carolyn Bennett to be removed because they say she failed to live up to the government's commitment to reconciliation. Oh, There's not a single person who can argue that. But Carolyn's probably going to be back in the cabinet. Then you get someone like Mark Garneau, who's been one of the few bright bulbs in this otherwise motley crew of fucking people here. He apparently is going to be gone, but Stephen Gilboa is going to get promoted. What in the actual fuck is going on with our federal government? I don't get it, but we'll wait and see how the cabinet lies, and we will talk about that tomorrow in After 9. It's almost Halloween, Kat, and the question comes up. From time to time, when are you too old to go door to door trick or treating? Mm -hmm. Is there a magic age that's a cutoff where you think "Eh, you're a little too old for this shit? You You just hand out candy with your older brothers and sisters.
0: I am the worst for figuring out what every kid's age is, to be honest with you. My kids are still like four and two. So I'm I'm a master at figuring out, you know, kids under five. I know how old you are. I can tell. But once they get to a certain age, I couldn't tell if it was an 11-year-old or a 13-year-old. They're looking more mature than ever. So I couldn't give you a number. But what I will tell you is, you know, I hate the thought of not giving a kid candy that puts an effort to come to the door, even if they are taller than me. And in some cases, that may be it when they're 12, 13. So I know that some people will assume, you know, you're in grade 8, you're in grade, you, you go to high school, let's say, that that's a definite cutoff. You know, to be honest with you, I don't give a shit. Just talking personally, I, I don't care. You come to my door as long as you are polite. You say trick or treat. You know, just, just go with the flow, man. Say trick or treat. If you're wearing a costume, bonus, perfect. Again, you're a nice, you seem like a good individual. You're not being an asshole coming up my driveway like a dick or smoking a dart or something. I'm, I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna, you can gonna, see the trail from their vape.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're not vaping in my face. I'm giving you candy. I don't care. I'm not going to make you jump through hoops either. So to answer your question, I don't think I have an age number. I would have questions. If a if a grown adult that I could see was like just trying to get candy came to my door, I'd have questions. But otherwise, everyone's getting candy that comes to my door. I don't care.
1: Okay. All right. Well, uh, the survey is out. They do this every year. And 12 was the most popular age. 12% of people said at 12 it's a little too old to be going out trick or treating 13 was next followed by 14 then 15 then 16 hmm. i think i did have some 16 year olds at my door last year really like older and and here's the thing you are doing it absolutely right cat there is a lot of people out there though who think oh you're too old for trick or treating you know what you look old so i'm going to make you do something to get candy if you uh, really yes, want it and you got to do a that. trick or something yeah um consider this a couple different ways, everybody, because I don't want anyone to feel excluded or centered out. So hear me out on this. I think that there are a lot of young people in older bodies. I think that there is a lot of uh, older teens that function at a much younger level. And I also think that there is a lot of people that are financially disadvantaged, and you don't know anything about anybody's situation, so I'm going to work on the honor system this year. Whoever shows up at my door, I'll just assume that they deserve candy. As, like Kat said, though, as long as you're not an asshole. Yeah. If you're not an asshole, it doesn't matter how old you look or how old I think you are. You get candy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some people don't even say trick or treat. Have you noticed that in the last yeah. couple of years? Yeah. I don't know if that's... Uh, Let's face it, we get new Canadians coming to Canada every single year and not everyone is fully versed in how Halloween works over here in North America. Some kids, they just heard that if you just go and knock on a door, people will give you candy. They didn't hear the the protocol of it all and that you're supposed to say trick or treat. So it doesn't really matter if you knock on the door on the 31st of October, anywhere between about 530 p.m. and 830 p.m., you'll get whatever I've got until I run out and we're good. Yeah, I have zero expectations of you, other than not being a little prick.
0: <laughs> That's it. I got a great example of uh, you know someone who went trick or treating when they were older and got questioned constantly about it, and they explained they had grown up Jehovah Witness, and I guess um, some religions you don't trick or treat; it's banned. You don't allow; they don't allow it. You cannot go. So he basically broke free um, of this and finally was allowed for the first time, to go trick-or-treating. They had the freedom to go trick-or-treating. That's what he wanted to do. He did not like the situation that he was in growing up. He had no control over it, of course. So he decided to go trick-or-treating. And he said that was the year that it, it, was, it was tough because he was old, a bit older. And going trick-or-treating, he had people questioning him like crazy. Like, you seem a little old. So he had to stop down and about several times explain to the, to the people who live there Here's the deal. I I grew up a Jehovah's Witnesses. It's literally my first time trick-or-treating in my entire life. I've heard kids doing it. I've heard about it. I've seen it in movies. I've seen it in TV shows. And I've always wanted to be a part of it. That's all. You know? So if you don't want to give me something, that's fine. Like, could you imagine being like, well, I'm not going to give you anything because you seem older. Like, Yeah, fuck off, Karen. Just give him the little Kit Kat. (laughs) Like, get back in your house.
1: Go back to your miserable life with your miserable family and your ugly house and fuck off. Go
0: be a terror to the other people around you, but give this kid a fucking chocolate and move along. It changes his life completely and does nothing for you. Does nothing to you. You know, that's the the main thing, right? I think that that's the moral of the story when it comes to trick-or-treating. Prick shit aside, you're absolutely right, and I, I totally agree with you. It does, does it really hurt you to give that sucker Kit Kat chip bag to that kid who comes to your door because they're 13, 14? Just give them the fucking chips. At least they're not out smoking fucking crack, man. Just give them the goddamn candy.
1: It's true. 26% of people say there's never a cutoff for trick or treating. One in four say it doesn't matter how old you are. If you want to participate in Halloween, you go right ahead and participate in Halloween. Now, there's conflicting numbers on this, but Leger and the Association for Canadian Studies did their annual survey, and they found that out of the people who gave out candy last year, only about half are planning to give out candy this year. Many of them are blaming COVID. Can I just tell you that, listen, we do Halloween for one reason. I mean the whole trick-or-treat fiasco. We do it for kids. The kids are fine. You... Okay, fine. Don't get too close. Wash your hands when you're done. If that really makes you feel good about combating an airborne virus, fine, you go right ahead. But to blame it on COVID and think, oh, it's not safe. I don't want to do it as a cop-out excuse because you just don't feel like buying candy and don't want to get up and answer the door. Fuck off. Don't answer the door. Don't even participate. Let's make this about the kids. Lights on, you're handing out candy. Lights off, you're not handing out candy. And Whatever you decide is fine. But let's not be an asshole about this. 2% of people say they're going to answer the door, but they'll just tell the trick-or-treaters to move on and not give them anything. Why? What's the point? What is the point of that? You fucking asshole. Why would you even answer the door then? Turn your lights off so people don't come up to your house. Don't participate. Don't leave the lights on and answer the door like you're expecting company at 730 on fucking Halloween night. Don't even bother. Turn off the lights. Pretend you're not home. You don't need to answer the door and say, "No, I'm not giving out candy this year because it's COVID." You should have a mask on. Don't be that person. Wow. Don't be a prick.
0: If that if that happens to me, if I'm if because I'm going to take my girls trick or treating earlier, you know, than than most probably, but I'm taking them out trick or treating as soon as I see kids out, I'm going. If someone actually opened the door and said, "We're not doing this," I would probably it would it would it would hurt me to not say something like I I would be biting my tongue to not be like what then shut your door, turn your fucking light off. That's the, that's it, right? That's the symbol. And you made a good point about there being new Canadians here, you know, that may not know the rule of it. Don't be pissed off either though. And it has happened before to me, for example, when I've had to shut the lights off and that's usually when I have like a newborn or something and they sleep early, ringing the doorbell, makes my dog bark. It's a domino effect of fucking horror in my house. So I'll shut off the lights um, or I did at that point. But I still had a kid or two like wander up and I could hear the the parent, right? No, the light's off. Great. Some people may not realize that's the universal symbol. So also do your best not to get too angry about it or put everything in place in your household that you have to so that if someone does ring the doorbell, like a sign over it, for example, you know, do not ring it. You know, do do what you can. If it really matters to you that much that somebody doesn't come to your door, don't open it up to them just so you can what? Preach your shit to them. Stop it. I would, I would lose my shit if I saw that. I really would.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's frustrating for sure. Actually, last year I was, uh, <laughs> I decided to camp out in my garage during the trick-or-treat hours because I didn't want to have to keep getting up and down. Sure. And I had different boxes of things. Some people got some Rice Krispies and a chocolate bar. Some got some chips and a sucker. So I had a whole system and it was easier just to hand it out from the garage. Great, no problem. But I could see my neighbor's just down the street, and they had their whole house decked out. They had the tombstones on the lawn, and they had the, the orange floodlights and the skeleton inflatables and all that shit. But they are so picky about their grass, and he went absolutely apeshit when a kid walked across his grass to get up to the front door.
0: It's October. Calm down. Nobody should be worrying too much about the maintenance of their lawn right now.
1: I felt bad for the kid. I mean, Ah. the kid was just excited. He saw this cool Halloween display, and I think he just wanted to read what was on the tombstone, and this guy went nuts on him. What? Told him he was rude for walking across the lawn. So I doubled up. I gave the kid, like, eight chocolate bars and said, have yourself a good night. Wow. I did feel bad for him. Wow. Whatever you're doing for Sunday, you have yourself a fantastic time, and uh, if you are sending your kids out I don't know. Do we even need to go over the public health shit?
0: Um, Public
1: health is trying to inject themselves into every aspect of our lives. And and now they've given out directions again for how kids can safely trick or treat. It's very simple, everyone. Nothing has changed. Zero has changed about COVID. Stay six feet away. Wear a mask when you can't physically distance and otherwise wash your hands. That's it. Nothing else is different. Everything else is the same. If you do those things, you should be fine. Let's move on to a couple other things. I think this guy is a genius. And it's a great story, too. His name is Dylan. He's 33 years old now. Back in 2014, he landed an internship at an engineering firm in California. It was Santa Clarita, right near Six Flags, Magic Mountain. And he thought, look at this. My office is right next door to this amusement park. Cool. I could kill some time over there. So he decided to to research and look into an annual pass there. He found they were running a cool promo at the time for one hundred and fifty bucks. You could eat for free when you were at the park. It was unlimited. You could, in theory, do it every single day. Now, Six Flags Magic Mountain offered that, assuming that people would probably come on weekends. They'd probably eat once or twice and they'd at least break even over the course of a year. Not with Dylan. Dylan paid that $150 and took full advantage. He went there on his lunch break and when he was done work so that he wouldn't have to cook when he got home. Check this out. At the end of the year, he had the option to renew the package he was on. He's been renewing it since 2014. 2014. Every year he pays his 150 bucks and his lunch and dinner are taken care of. Wow. Now he admits at first the food was shit. It was pizza and breadsticks, a sandwich or a burger and fries. Since then, they've upgraded their menu and you can get like a steak sandwich and uh, turkey dogs and all sorts of stuff. But he's still going there regularly to get food. And with the money he saved, By not having to grocery shop. Not only did he pay off his student loans, he put a down payment on a house.
0: Thank you, Six Flags.
1: Right? Holy shit. 33 years old, student loan free, still working at that engineering firm besides Six Flags. And he's got a home now. That's all because he saved money by taking advantage of this package and they can't even get him off of it. He's grandfathered in. He just keeps paying his 150 bucks and the deal goes on. Are you
0: serious? So he can continue to do this as long as he wants to.
1: Yeah. Now they still offer a similar package, but it's not intended to eat there for lunch and dinner every single day. It's you can get a snack while you're at the park. Okay. So he is grandfathered in on this plan that has saved him thousands of dollars. How much more money would you have in your pocket if you didn't buy groceries? Oh,
0: my God. $150 is like the minimal one trip, and that usually just takes me through like uh, maybe a weekday for the four of us, maybe the weekdays, and that's if I find deals. If I have to also that week, you know, get pick up the dog food and all the other extras that you know you usually have to do, like maybe on a monthly basis in a house, oh, Oh my gosh, it's like $300 a week. It's insane. This is, that's pretty cool. The only shitty part I could see coming from this is having to probably wait in line. Although I assume if you have a special pass like that, maybe you go through some kind of a VIP line. Either way, waiting in line on busier days is, if that's his biggest problem, he fucking scored. That's amazing.
1: I think so too. If you're a Jonas Brothers fan, they have a Netflix special coming soon. You were talking about this this morning on the radio. And I think the Jonas Brothers are the perfect family to feature on this.
0: Yeah, you know, and they do tend to have a good sense of humor. I don't think they did at one point, but they were younger, that said. I mean, at the time, like, you and I had seen them at the station we were at at the time. That was right before they had broken up. But you know so much shit has happened. And when you think back to all the rumors between all three of the Jonas Brothers, the jokes that you can make at Kevin's expense, I feel like he's going to take a hit. You know, you can say, yeah, yeah, you can you can take a lot of a lot of Nick Jonas's, um, you know, career moves and and make jokes about his whatever his movies when he was young and the shit he used to do. And, you know, same goes, I suppose, uh, for Joe and the people he's dated, for example, you can make some jokes when it comes to Kevin. I feel like he's going to take the hit because it's going to be a lot of like Kevin who jokes.
1: Hey, we're the Jonas Brothers and we have a very exciting announcement for you. Roasted. That's not quite how that works, Joe. We are doing a Jonas Brothers Family Roast. It's a -a one-of-a-kind comedy special that celebrates the universal truth that no one can get under your skin quite like your family. Roasted. You'll see us like you've never seen us before through sketches, songs, games, and special guests. And roasted. All to give us a roasting you'll never forget. Roasted. Well, the special is hosted by Emmy Award-winning comedian Kenan Thompson. We also have Pete Davidson, Niall Horan, Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias, John Legend, Lily Singh, Jack Whitehall, and and many more. Roasted. You really don't understand how the roasting thing works, do you? Roasted. (laughs) Jonas Brothers Family Roast premieres globally on Netflix on November 23rd. Roasted.
0: There's a a third Jonas Brother? Nobody fucking notices. That kind of thing. But anyway, (laughs) I am talking about roasting them, and that roasts are my favorite. I think... There's Mine so too. many good roasts that have been on comedy through the years, right? When you look at the list, um, Justin Bieber was a really, really good one. They've had a lot. They've had a ton of great roasts. So now, Even net- the Alec
1: Baldwin one, which I think Ugh. is the most recent, that was a really good roast.
0: I'm waiting, by the way, for a streaming service because I'm not sure what comedy runs on. If there's a streaming service that has all the roasts or if, if they've even put them up there, if there is uh, a company that owns a streaming service that does have the roasts. But man, I would love to see all of those roasts available to, to the public to see. Because if you missed out on some, there were some incredible ones. But anyway, that was Comedy Central uh, that did it and does continue to do it. I'm sure they will continue to do it. But now Netflix is getting involved. Kenan Thompson is going to host the roasting of the Jonas Brothers. So from what I see here, it looks as though they're going to have a... It's kind of more of a variety than it is just a straight-up roast that you would typically see on comedy. On, on comedy, you would have the person in the throne that's being roasted and just comedians roasting each other, roasting the target, roasting the host of the show, and whatever else comes their way. This one, slight, slight tweak. There's going to be roasting. There's also going to be uh, sketches, songs, games, and they say special guests that aren't mentioned. The guests that are mentioned in this, I think it's going to be kind of funny to see Pete Davidson. I'm looking forward oh, to that. I'm seeing yeah. him poke fun at Jonas Brothers or anyone else involved. Niall Horan, uh, Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias. He's a funny guy. John Legend. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to really? go. Um, yeah. When I hear, when I see though, that there's going to be songs and musical performances, I think there's going to be some roasts via song. And everything leads to John Legend being a part of that for me. Uh, Niall Horan as well. Uh, Lily Singh, Jack Whitehall will be involved. So I'm, I'm curious to check it out. If they do a good enough job with this, I feel like this should be a, a, a regular thing that Netflix does.
1: Let's talk about, uh, oh, and by the way, I agree with you. And one other follow-up, I think that uh, the best place to see all of those Comedy Central roasts is on a long weekend or over the holidays on the Comedy Network or okay. CTV Comedy in Canada. It is amazing to me how little effort goes into some of those specialty channels. Have you flipped through the guide recently and, Ugh. and checked to see what's on much music? No, because it's basically the ridiculousness channel 24 seven. They're running repeats of ridiculousness, Wow. the much music, the channel that only the cool kids had back in the day is now nonstop repeats mm. of ridiculousness. If you put it on comedy, It is either a Friends or a Big Bang Theory marathon at any given time. Why do we have all these channels if they're not putting new content on it? And by the way, if there's five Sportsnet and five TSN channels, why are all five of them showing the same shit most of the time? What's (laughs) up with that? Great. Seriously. Yes. It's frustrating. Anyway, that's a rant for another day. Uh, Let's talk about housing. I still haven't found a house. I have been outbid on everything. Eight of them, eight of them I lost. And all these houses are going for a few hundred thousand over asking. It's nuts, cat. And here's part of the reason why. Thank you to uh, Benjamin Tal, the (laughs) deputy chief economist at CIBC for putting this out. He says more parents are gifting money to their kids so they can afford a down payment on a house. He found that on average the gift to a first-time home buyer rose to $82,000 last year. Just 5 years ago it was 52,000. In big cities even larger. Toronto, the average gift from a parent to their kid to help them buy a place is $130,000. It's 180,000 in Vancouver. A professor at Ryerson says The increasing size of gifts is worrisome because it allows housing prices to continue to rise. Mm. Uh, Maybe yes, maybe no. But one thing I will say is unless you did save a shit ton of money when you were younger. Affording the down payment on a home is basically impossible Mm -hmm. if you're just getting started. And it doesn't matter how old you are or what industry you're in or how many figures you make. You've got to save on average, probably at least, at least $120,000 to have your 20% down payment on just about anything that's available in Southern Ontario. You need to save one hundred and twenty dollars Now, with that eighty dollars gift, you could probably get approved for a mortgage, but as you know, if you don't put 20% down, you get bent over by the Canada Mortgage and Housing Company. Like, they bend you over, pull your pants down, and give it to you. Those fees are insane.
0: (laughs) They're they're stupid, Scott. You're not
1: wrong. Like thousands of tens of thousands of dollars because you have 18 percent instead of 20. It's nuts. But anyway. I have to think that if that's the average, $82,000, not everybody's got 82 grand in savings that they can just say, oh, yeah, fuck, sure. Take 80 grand. That's got to be parents remortgaging their house and pulling that equity out to give it to their kid. What I'm trying to figure out is if that's smart or if they're setting themselves up for disaster Mm -hmm. by remortgaging their home to get their kids off. I mean, if I owned a home and I wanted to buy a second home, it probably would make good sense to pull the equity out of one to buy the other. But when you're a retiree, that's a tall order, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you're taking a hit on it. It's so funny that this was brought up today, just yesterday. I was talking to a friend who bought a house not too far from me recently. So right away, I'm starting with the questions like recently you bought it. Isn't it a crazy market? Like, was it insane? Was it multiple bids? How did you get it? How did you feel? Did you get to see the house ahead of time? Because it's nuts. So she says, we got lucky with a really good bully offer. And I was like, good for you. Like to come in with a bully offer, some people turn them down. Others will be willing to at least look at it. In this particular case, they were willing to look at it, and she said, I knew I would beat all of the other offers. I knew it. I was like, wow. Well, that's good for you. Like, that's great. She goes, yeah, because my in-laws gave us the money. And I was like, oh. She's like, yep. It's, uh, you know, it's an interest-free loan that they were offering. They wanted to downsize. Um, They realized that this is probably the best time to do it and to take that money and give it to us made the most sense because they knew that they'd get the money back and we promised them, da-da-da-da. So that's exactly what happened there. In-laws downsized, sold, took the chunk of change that they made off of the property, gave it to them to put down on their house. So they didn't have that you know $100,000 laying around, but she was helped by the in-laws to make it happen and it was so strong that the bully offer was accepted.
1: So, you know, if if you can do that, that works out great that's financially. The
0: thing. It's one, that's just one instance. But I am hearing a lot of parents being involved. And you're right, it comes down to, are you, you know, blessed enough in life to be able to do that? There's people listening right now that who go, huh, my parents are in worse off shape than me when it comes to finances. I'm not getting any handouts. I'm uh-huh. not getting any help. There's nobody that I can turn to, and that's absolutely right. So I know people will feel it's unfair, but I'm trying to put myself in that position. I don't know what life is going to be like when my kids turn the age where they want to get their own place. I know I'll be fucked, but that's something I would probably consider to make sure that they at least can to try to begin those mortgage payments and begin their life, as long as they've done everything right up to that point, because it's difficult for you know, kids to save money, especially if they are going to school, even if they do stay at home, it can be difficult. And, you know, you, I'm sure you try your best to get them to save up money, but you're you're talking about, you know, you're right. It's If you want a decent-sized house to start a family in, for example, you're going to need that down payment if you don't want to pay those fees up the ass. So you're going to need that, you know, what, minimum seventy grand to $100,000, depending on where you're living, of course, and the place. But you're going to need that money if you want that. And if your parents are willing to help you out, I mean, it's an interest-free loan in some cases. In others, it's a gift. That's fucked. But that's great um, if your parents can do that for you. But that's exactly what we're seeing. But is it any different, really, than parents helping their kids pay the rent?
1: No, it's not. In fact, in a lot of cases, you could make the argument that it would be better to give them the down payment and hope they can manage their own mortgage payments than give them rent, which benefits the landlord and no one else. Uh, I will say
0: it's an investment, right? We're talking about investment versus just a place to live.
1: Sure. There are probably dozens, if not more people every single day that are being renovicted I think most landlords understand the loophole. If you say you need the house for your own family, or if you're going to renovate, you can get rid of that tenant and then just rent it out again to somebody who's willing to pay more. It's a frustrating loophole for a lot of people, but many are being renovated and that's leading to more people looking for houses or more people moving back in with their parents. Mm -hmm. And it's a I don't remember there ever being a time like we're in right now, but the cost is astronomical. And I don't know how you get into the market. If you're not already in, then it costs a lot of money to join that club. Once you're in, assuming prices stay the way they are, you should be good. You've got a, an asset that's going to constantly be getting worth more than it is. But that money to get in is just I mean, how do you go to somebody yeah. and say, Okay, hey, congratulations. You did everything right. You graduated from university and oh, oh, what do you got there? About thirty, forty grand in student loans? Great. Oh, you want to buy a home, do you? Okay, well, the cheapest condo we have is five hundred and fifty thousand. You need about a hundred and five or a hundred and ten thousand dollars just for the down payment. Yes. Then you're gonna pay the same in mortgage payments that you would have paid with rent. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people look at that and they think, eh, I'm just going to be a renter. I uh, Owning a home yeah. is never going to be for me. I will just have to rent. Yeah. But that keeps the rents going up. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who can't afford to pay more than they're you're, paying now. You're
0: absolutely right. And and it, there is a housing crisis right now in in the terms that we're talking about. And also when it does come to getting into the market, that is oh so important. And there's people with big dreams, right? Who are like, my first house is going to be, you know, a d- detached with a big lot and, uh, you know, beautiful views like, fuck that's not going to happen you know you need to at least have that clear vision of i'm going to work my way to that right the people who are outraged by this but the problem also is i mean you're absolutely right because rentals insane there needs to be more opportunity for younger people especially to not have to borrow from mom and dad and i mean more buildings and that's where we get into like a bit of a pickle because some people don't like the thought of more condo developments happening in their cities But that's what, I mean, here where we live locally in in, in Kitchener-Waterloo, where we broadcast our show out of, I mean, that's exactly the fight is constantly trying to get those condos developed and people around it don't necessarily like it. Some do and understand that we do have a crisis and we need to make sure that there are places for especially our first time home buyers to live. Um, But others just see it as a place for people to invest and to continue taking that big rent money. So who you're helping there, it will all differ, but we need more options Everybody should just live in a tiny house, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what we, Phil? You know, I why mean, not? <laughs> if I could get the right lot, I'd put a tiny house on it. Municipalities have to allow them. Yeah. And I mean, when when you look at what people are getting for rent, people are getting over two grand a month for a one bedroom condo. Put a tiny house up on your property and you can rent that out for two grand. Fucking right. Right. It's, it's not even like it interferes with you. It's silly. You don't have strangers in your basement. Put up a tiny house. <laughs>
0: I was thinking the other day, too. And maybe this is like, maybe I'm entering like high talk zone and we won't go into depth. It's not a, re- it's not a, you know, Realtors podcast or anything. But I was just
1: thinking. <laughs> Today it kind of <laughs> is.
0: It <laughs> kind of has turned into one. <laughs> but I know. these are
1: conversations that regular people are having now.
0: And I understand that this is so far out there and it will never happen. So I'm just going to preface that by saying that, by putting that out there. But it just, I was wondering the other day when I when I was hearing a story about someone struggling to get a house, I was like, why Why do we even, why are we as a society, are we in this predicament? Like, I feel like everybody has a right to have a property. If we were set up economically differently, you know, so that everybody has a house. And yes, maybe the people who do, you know, work harder or whatever, maybe they do upgrade to a certain amount, but everyone should almost have like the right to to be able to house their their family, themselves, whoever it might be, you know, appropriately, safely, and, and not and not make it so expensive. Like, it's, it's outrageous. There's people who cannot even do anything outside of pay their bills. And that's the goal every week, is I need to pay the bill. I need to work to pay the bills. I just, it's just so not right. And I know we have other problems in the world where people don't even have fresh water, don't even get me started there. I get it. But I just feel like it should be a right for everybody to have a place to live, They're not getting royally fucked and basically robbed of their money just to try to have a place to sleep. It's insane to me.
1: Yeah, I don't get it either, but I hope that our government has got a plan because it seems like either all of the uh, retirees are getting their kids back because there's no other option, or they need to get building houses a lot faster than they are. Uh, Let's also point out, though, by landmass, it's one of the biggest countries on Earth, And if we were distributed a little more evenly across this country, uh, there's enough land for everybody that's here now to have a football sized house.
0: There you go. But
1: everybody's got to be close to Toronto or got to be close to Vancouver or got to be close to Calgary and Edmonton. And the list goes on and on and on. And uh, it's just that big city mentality that Mm -hmm. has brought us so close together that we're building houses on top of houses now. And there's still not enough. And they're not affordable either. So that's a problem. But before we move on from this, I'll ask you one question, because you do have to face this. Not for a while, but you will. You already know that oh, I should put away some money for my kids education. Mm-hmm. Should parents these days also be putting away money for their kids housing when they graduate?
0: Wow. I mean, knowing
1: the conversation that we just had.
0: Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you that I probably would have answered you differently. A few years ago, because I look at my situation. I didn't get a handout when it came to. No, that Neither said, did I. but that said, they helped me in other ways. Let's be clear. My parent. there's no way that I would have been able to get where I got if I wasn't living at home during college and they were supporting me and buying groceries and buying all the things that some people don't even get the opportunity to have someone take care of for them. Right. So they did help me out that way. But it wasn't in a here's a chunk of change kind of way. But I worked my ass off to first you know, be able to buy my first car. That was a big thing for me. That was a huge deal for me. They allowed me to stay at home through college, like I said, so that helped me to save money and save money. I worked at one point seven days a week uh, doing two different jobs, back, to back back, and forth, back and forth, so that I can save up money to eventually get a down payment for my first home. So I did work for it. I didn't necessarily get a quote handout, but I did have that support system. And And looking back now, it wasn't as outrageous, these home prices. So it was a little more of a reality for me. It worked, but I look, it's hard to look into the future and we don't have a crystal ball. So we don't know what it's going to be like in terms of housing. I don't imagine it's going to get better though, which is the part that scares the shit out of me. And I've got two kids. I would have told you before I had them, like I would have said, no, they're going to work. They're going to work as hard as I did and they're going to get a down payment. But the world has kind of changed a bit. And I now am starting to think I got to probably save up even more than initially uh, than I had planned.
1: Well, you've got a head start on me. I've got two university age kids and both of them. I have no idea how they're going to afford to live unless they want to go to another country, like move into the U.S. where you can still get very cheap real estate. I don't see them living in Canada unless I do it for them. So that's a problem for a lot of people. But anyway, Kat, we haven't solved any problems. We've just sort of swirled them around in a big bowl and depressed everybody <laughs> today. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. No, but it's true. <laughs> hey, listen, it's shit to talk about, but this is a real problem. And yeah. and uh, hold our elected officials to this. They all talked about it during the summer election. We need to make housing more affordable. OK, you can green light a few more condo developments if you want. Sure. But the problem is bigger than that, and right, they need to solve right. that problem. It's
0: complex, It's a ve- and it's a complex problem, and it will not be solved overnight. You're absolutely
1: Unfortunately, right. Unfortunately, it takes smart people to solve this problem, so it's not going to get solved anytime <laughs> yeah, soon. We have
0: too many dipshits in office.
1: <laughs> you know? Honest to God, cat. Like, wouldn't you love to just take that House of Commons, sit them all down, and make them write a couple of tests? Because I'll bet you some of them, it'd be shocking how poorly they'd do.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Smart enough to get elected, but not smart enough to know much of anything else. Okay, guys, we're going to bounce. We uh, didn't have a whole ton of time to get to anything else today, but we'll we'll squeeze in some more tomorrow. It was a good chat, though, about real estate, so thank you for listening all the way through. Don't forget to text today's podcast password, Pumpkin, to 519-571-2328. We will almost certainly... Be calling somebody this week to give them their $1,000 for listening to After 9. Tom Brady scored another major career milestone during Tampa Bay's win over the Chicago Bears. Brady is now the inaugural member of what they call the 600 Touchdown Club. Can you call it a club when there's only one person in it? Like, would I be the inaugural member of the Took My Clarinet to Homecoming Club? Actor Brad Pitt recently announced that his winery will release a new rosé champagne Though women are more interested in his (laughs) pinot, Royal Caribbean recently announced that it will offer the longest cruise ever, which will sail for nine months and visit all seven continents, 65 countries, and 11 great wonders of the world, and will feature at least two new covids. (laughs) A group of U.S. news organizations last week began publishing a series of stories based on internal Facebook documents showing that the social media platform spreads misinformation and cites violence and facilitates human trafficking. Even worse, it gives people from high school a way to get in touch with you. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy.